welcome to the Abiding Marriage Podcast. I'm Sean Salberg. And I'm Glenn Salberg, her husband. So glad you could join us on today's episode. You know, we get the privilege of meeting with a lot of couples as we serve at Abiding Marriage. And I would guess maybe somewhere around 70 or 75% of those couples tell us something like, we just have trouble communicating, right? We just can't seem to talk and work things out together, something along those lines. You know, communication is challenging for a lot of reasons, but God has not left us to figure that out on our own. Yes, thankfully. Yes. <laughs> so in today's episode, we want to share two simple but powerful questions that you can ask yourself to help your communication improve as husband and wife. And these two questions come straight out of Scripture. Mm. That's wisdom from God himself. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and these can help you grow in this very vital area of your relationship. So stay with us, please, to hear more. And as always, thank you for joining us on this journey of marriage. You know, as we were preparing for this episode, I thought I'd take a few minutes to Google what are the biggest problems in marriage and, and, you know, lots of issues were cited in the post that I looked at, but the inability to communicate or poor communication were number one on, f- on a couple of those lists and in the top five on the rest of them. So no doubt, you know, the inability of a husband and wife to communicate can be devastating for your marriage relationship. But we also want to remind you that communication is much more than just talking yes. to each other. We meet a lot of couples that talk at each other, but the (laughs) truth is that neither one of them is really listening. Oftentimes, a husband or a wife is just waiting for their spouse to be quiet so that they can say what's important to them. Equally as bad, they're Mm. getting defensive right away and thinking about what they're going to say in response. So they stop really listening to what their spouse is fully saying from the very beginning. I know I can raise my hand and say I am guilty to both of those things. Me too, for sure. So, you know, we bring those things up as we start the episode because we want you to understand how critical communication is to your marriage. Mm -hmm. And that communication really requires much more than just talking back and forth as husband and wife, you know. And because you're listening to today's episode, you probably already know how critical communication is. And you want to grow in your godly communication with your spouse. So let's get to the meat of this podcast. Yes, let's do that. So here's the scripture that leads us to the first question. This is Ephesians 4:29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So let's, let's think about really sections of that verse again. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful hmm. for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah good way. Sometimes it's good to go through Scripture a little slower and think about the phrases. Yeah, but, but I would say if you've been around church or the Bible, you probably heard that verse talked about many times. Uh, it may be familiar to you, but don't, but don't let the familiarity of that verse cause you to miss the power of it. Um, because here's the question that flows out of Ephesians 
Are my words helpful for building my spouse up? Again, are my words helpful for building my spouse up? This reminds me of a conversation I had with a couple less than a week ago. You know, we were talking about the way that couple spoke to one another, and, and they shared with me that they very seldom have hurtful or damaging words between them. And, and while I'm glad that they don't have those hurtful or damaging words, uh, the Lord doesn't just want us to take negative words out of our mouth. He also desires us to put positive and edifying words that we can be using to build up our spouse. Mm-hmm. We all know that negative words tear down, but oftentimes we forget the opposite of that, which is we need to have encouraging words to build up our spouse as well. Right. So Ephesians 4.29 really has two sides for you and your spouse to evaluate. How are we doing with the negative words that tear down and hurt each other? So be honest about that. Don't minimize or compare yourself to your spouse, but honestly ask the Lord about negative words and then repent of those negative words with God and also with your spouse. And then the other side is about words that build up. Words that build your spouse up according to their needs and also helping them grow into who God made them to be. Yeah, and if if you and your spouse have the privilege of being parents like we are, you know, one of the things you probably realize is that it's really easy as a parent to focus on the negative things your child is doing and be constantly correcting them. You may realize that your words have the power to tear down, but they also have the power to build your kids up when they're doing good things, and, and of course, and when they're being responsible and when they're being obedient. I remember at one point seeing a statistic that said most kids hear seven or more negative things from their parents for every one positive or thankful thing. And, and while that's important to parenting, we bring that up because it's also very important in marriage. Think about the number of negative things your spouse hears versus you saying nice things or things that build them up. Mm-hmm. So ponder on this question for a moment. If we could record all the things you say to your spouse in the next week, what do you think the ratio would be between those that are critical and those that are building up? And if after honestly evaluating your words to your spouse, you find yourself too much on the critical side or seldom saying anything to build your spouse up, then we would encourage you to confess that to God right away. Don't wait. And then when you feel that you can humbly and sincerely apologize, take that step with your spouse Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. and then start being intentional in building up your spouse. And before we transition to sharing the second scripture and the question that flows from it, we want to let you know that the first question, the one we just shared, really focuses on our horizontal relationship with our spouse. But the second question focuses on our vertical relationship with God, and, and both these questions are critical for you growing your communication as husband and wife. So be sure to focus on asking yourself both questions and be sure not to just pick the one that seems easier for you. You know, growth really takes work and both questions are needed to help us grow in this area. So the second scripture is Psalm nineteen fourteen. It says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Again, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, 
my rock and my redeemer. So the second question is, is my heart and my words toward my spouse pleasing and acceptable to God? We'll say it again. Is your heart and your words toward your spouse pleasing and acceptable to God? If you'll notice, the question really has two things to consider, where your heart is, and if your words are truly pleasing and acceptable to God. You know, as you, and as you ponder that scripture and that question, you may be familiar with Proverbs 4.23 that says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So we're, we're just simply asking you to agree with the biblical truth that tells us that our words are always connected to our heart, right? None of us can honestly say, I didn't mean to say that because Scripture tells us that if those words had not been in my heart first, mm-hmm. they would have never come out of my mouth. So the Bible tells us that the attitude that we have on the inside comes out in the words that we say and in the things that we do every day. In Matthew 12, 33 through 35, Jesus also says, A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. So Jesus uses a simple example to remind us that apples do not grow on orange trees. You know what kind of tree you're looking at because you can see its fruit. So in the same way, We see what is truly in our hearts by the things we say and the actions that we take. So so again, as you think about the second question, is my heart and are my words towards my spouse pleasing and acceptable to God? Uh, Our honest answer to that question would be, well, let's start by agreeing that if our words are not pleasing and acceptable towards my spouse, that means I need a heart change, Mm -hmm. right? And true heart change only happens with God's help. So we must really confess this wrong heart attitude to God and ask for His forgiveness and then seek that same forgiveness from our spouse. Mm -hmm. So as we continue to talk about our heart and the words that flow from it, here's something that Paul David Tripp shares. He says, Our biggest, most life-shaping problem exists inside of us, not outside of us. What needs to be transformed in our lives is not so much our situation and relationships, although they need transformation as well. What really needs to be transformed are our hearts. What we need are hearts that are clean and that are single-focused in their allegiance to God and His glory. We need His grace and His gospel to transform what we love, what we crave, and what we serve. And we might add, we need His grace and His gospel to transform the words we say by transforming (laughs) our hearts. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) You know, if if you truly want to change the words that flow from your lips towards your spouse, Paul David Tripp is reminding you that you must change what your heart Mm -hmm. loves most 
to be in line with the, what the Bible says. You know, it was Jesus himself that told us that the whole Bible could be summed up in, in this simple statement, love God and love your neighbor. And, and, you know, in case you've forgotten, your spouse is your closest neighbor. Yes. <laughs> and for a deeper dive into understanding the heart and its relationship to your words, you could go back and listen to our episode number six podcast. It was titled The Importance of the Heart to Thrive in Your Marriage. It was released in October of 2022. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so let me ask you a series of questions. Um, for you to honestly reflect on, right? First question, how are you doing with your words towards your spouse? Again, how are you doing with your words towards your spouse? Be honest again about that. Second question, if we were to ask God, do you think he would say that your words are pleasing and acceptable to him? Right? And finally, right, would you want those same words that you are saying to your spouse said with the same heart attitude by your spouse towards you? Just three questions to sort of contemplate as you think about the words that you say to your spouse. You know, let me just follow up by saying we don't say this to bring guilt or shame to you in regards of the words that you're saying to your spouse. Rather, we we ask these questions so that you can honestly evaluate how you're doing in speaking words to your spouse. And please remember that the conviction of the Holy Spirit is a good thing because when that happens, it leads us to agree with Him and repent and ask for forgiveness. But, but the enemy wants us to stay in guilt and shame, which really only makes things worse for us and for our relationship with our spouse. So again, rightly evaluate those questions and then agree with the Holy Spirit's voice of conviction. Uh, we'll share more about that in the show notes because it's through that conviction and your humble confession that your heart can really begin to change, which in turn will begin to change the words that are flowing from your lips towards your spouse. And since we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we want to remind you of something that's very important. From one of our posts, we talked about if you're a follower of Christ, you have a real supernatural Mm. power Mm. living in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Trying to live a life of following Christ is impossible without the power of the Holy Spirit. So just as your cell phone cannot work without the battery being charged, you cannot follow Christ and have a right heart toward your spouse Mm, without the Spirit at work within you. In Ephesians 5.18, we're commanded to be filled with the Spirit. And that's not a request. (laughs) request. (laughs) It is a command. So as Christ followers, we already have the Spirit living in us, but we must allow Him to control our hearts rather than allowing our selfishness and our self-centeredness to drive our hearts. You know, in your desire to change your heart and your words towards your spouse, you know, don't just try to do this in your own strength. By, by, by the way, that's impossible in case you didn't know. Uh, call on the Spirit of God for His help to make your heart and your words pleasing and acceptable in God's eyes. You know, and, and we think when you ask that kind of prayer that, that God will always agree with it and say yes to it. You know, as we were thinking about applications to share on this episode, we really felt a great starting point to change in communication is growing in our ability to listen well. 
you know, in doing research, we found a post from First Things First Ministry. And in that post, uh, Dr. Gary Chapman cheers from his book, Happily Ever After. Dr. Dr. Chapman suggests that there's a first step to growing in what he calls the art of communication, and that's the art of listening. So Dr. Chapman breaks down listening into five steps. The first one is ask questions. You know, asking questions that show you're sincerely interested in someone's answers is far more effective than simply (laughs) assuming you know why they do what they do. So these are questions to probe deeper into what the other person is sharing. Questions like, so how did that make you feel? Or what happened after that? These questions let the other person know that you are listening and that you are interested in learning more. And here's the second one that Dr. Chapman shares, and it's don't interrupt. You know, we're all tempted to jump in and finish someone else's thoughts, but, but doing that is harmful in the conversation. Dr. Chapman writes, the purpose of listening is to understand, not to make a point, right? And we would also add that interrupting sends a message to the person that's talking And the message is, what I have to say is more important than what you're saying. And that's certainly not a message that's going to grow our communication. And number three is to clarify meaning. We often listen from our perspective. Take the time to ask additional questions and understand exactly what your spouse is saying. Repeat it back to them if necessary. You can always say, Let me make sure I understand what you're saying, and then tell them what you heard. If you've listened to our previous episodes, we've talked a good bit about asking clarifying Clarifying questions. questions. (laughs) This is so important to growing in your communication. So be sure to follow Dr. Chapman's advice and ask clarifying questions to clarify meaning. The The fourth one of these is express appreciation. You know, thank your spouse for sharing. You, you don't have to affirm what they say if you disagree. You know, you're really affirming their humanity or the right for them to think and feel differently from other people. Um, and this is really important because as husbands and wives, we will disagree on some things, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but by listening well and expressing appreciation for your spouse, sharing their thoughts with you, you are reminding them that you're okay with them thinking differently from you, and you can appreciate their perspective. Mm -hmm. Now, this is important. (laughs) Dr. Chapman says that you must complete these four steps to earn the right to move on to Mm, number five. (laughs) So number five is share your perspective. Now, because you listened, you are far more likely to be listened to, Chapman stresses, You haven't interrupted, you've clarified what they said, and you affirmed that they have value. Now you may share your viewpoint. Mm -hmm. We love number five, but we would also add to the caveat what Dr. Chapman recommends. Honestly, there are going to be times when you get to this point and you realize it's not really important for you to share your own perspective. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've listened well, and that alone often goes a long way in growing your connection with your spouse. Mm -hmm. But at this point, if you have done this well, 
and your spouse sees your sincere sincere interest, they may ask you to go ahead and share your perspective. Yeah, they might, sure. And if they do, please share it humbly and simply um, honor them in their own thoughts still as you share your own. Yeah, yeah. So let's just, I'm going to restate the steps from Dr. Chapman. Again, ask questions, don't interrupt, clarify meaning, express appreciation. And then again, he said, if you do the first four, then you have the opportunity to share your perspective. Again, these are things Dr. Chapman strongly believes will help you grow in what he calls the art of communication. And and of course, we'll have a link to that post in our show notes. Now, three more things we want to share as applications for you to consider doing to grow in your communication. The first, go to our post on this. The title is Two Simple Questions to Help. This will have in writing a good bit of what we shared on the podcast today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But this may be helpful if you want to process through the questions again or for those of you who want to take this as main ideas and go a second time in a written form to go over it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in addition to that, there's two, two other posts that we'd like to recommend, and, and you can choose one or both to use uh, their questions in those two posts to create conversation between you as husband and wife. Uh, one is from our good friends at Marriage Revolution down in Texas, and the other is, again, from First Things First Ministry. We'll have links to both of those in the show notes. And finally, we've done a total of about three podcast episodes on communication. Yes. Yep. So go and listen to one or more of those. And each one will focus on a specific area of communication that can also help you and your spouse grow in this. Yeah. yeah. So let me take a moment to pray as we wrap up this episode. Lord, I am um, um, so thankful uh, for the communication that my, my wife and I have uh, because we've tried to use your principles. And we know that, that any husband or wife listening can use those same principles, Lord. So help us to take these two questions uh, to evaluate, are my words building up, um, uh, to evaluate, are my words honoring and acceptable um, and pleasing to the Lord? Uh, and help us by your Holy Spirit's power to change our hearts so that what flows out of our mouth will also change so we can build up and encourage our spouse. Uh, Thank you for this gift uh, and this journey we're on um, called marriage, the gift of our spouse and the journey of marriage. Lord, we thank you for those. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. so much for joining us today on the abiding marriage podcast we are so thankful for you you know our hope is to help as many couples as we can to grow and to thrive Mm -hmm. in their relationship with each other Mm -hmm. and with the lord so thank you for being here and for sharing it with others that you know and of course we hope you'll come back for another episode god bless y'all